Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spesh. Hey, hello. We have a special guest with us We today. do. Well, we're not going to tell anybody who it is. No. They got a guest. Secret guest. Secret guest. <laughs> hello, secret guest. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to actually be here in the studio. It's good to be in the studio and not on the Yukon River. <laughs> <laughs> so John Van Berger of The Outdoor Kind is joining us today in studio, live and in person. Yes. Yeah. And he brought beer and he brought cheese and he brought Pepperettes. pepperoni sticks and everything from uh, Wisconsin. Yes. And, oh, well, the Yukon beer. Yeah. yeah. Yukon beer. Yeah. yeah. How exciting yeah. is that? It was good. So, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, we're not used to having guests in the studio all that much, so we're trying to get our levels together and yes, all that. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you start doing the two of us all the time, and it's pretty cool. So, we're just going to jump into stuff. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, how was your weekend? It was awesome. Do you like my hat? I like your hat. There's a nude man on your hat. <laughs> Derek is in the studio today with a naked Burt Reynolds on his hat. Yes. And it's staring me right in the eye. <laughs> and you and keep I'm, moving closer and to I'm it. And staring him right in the eye. <laughs> this is the hat that, uh, so we did the Des Moines River this summer. And uh, and what, just two weeks before we did our Des Moines River run, uh, sadly, Burt Reynolds passed away. Mm-hmm. So we dedicated our trip to Burt Reynolds. And we called it the Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run. And uh, Scott Rogers had uh, hats made hats up for everybody. Up. Yeah, there's a the picture of Burt Reynolds lounging, laying. Yes, it's like from, I, I meant to Playgirl. look this up. It was from Playgirl back in the 70s or something. Uh, it's got to be the Smoking the Bandit days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not that I'd know. Yeah. Um, I did like the movie. I did not read Playgirl. <laughs> I read yeah, the yeah, Sears yeah. catalog. <laughs> <laughs> For those old enough to remember this year's catalog, <laughs> yes, you're yeah. all going, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, we all went to the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium this past weekend. Yes. Everybody knew we were going and we were handing out stickers. Yeah. I handed out stickers. <laughs> and we had man camping. He was there at yep. his table and he was handing out stickers for us. Too. Yes. He was doing that for yeah. us. It was awesome. Yeah. And John had a table there. Uh, he was doing the outdoor kind. Um, they, you know what, John, you tell us what you do. Okay. Um, well, we, um, we sell stickers and t-shirts and sweatshirts and those kinds of things. And then we take the profits from that and support first responders. And then we do educational outreach on paddling safety and fire safety and things like that. And we were very fortunate um, to be asked to come out here. Um, Camper Christina had talked to uh, David. Uh, who, David Bain, yeah. He's yep. the one that organizes the, well, he organizes the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium and the Summer Canoe uh, Symposium. Canoe in April. Symposium. Yeah, in April. Yeah, and she had uh, talked to him and, and uh they ended up, uh, by the end of their conversation, I guess, it went from me getting a ticket because I was out here for a different event you were <laughs> for anybody that's ever heard of the band captain tractor yes. from alberta i'd yes. never heard of it mm, i've never heard of them either and then uh, yeah that's why you're so john you're from wisconsin yes and you were coming to toronto yes to see this band from mm-hmm. alberta mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we went to waterloo 
<laughs> oh, my brain. Yes. <laughs> well, we're, you know, it's one of those things where it was like, well, they're doing it actually. So this is a band I learned about. Uh, my first Canadian kitchen parties, in fact, uh, was uh, when I was in grad school. And, and uh, one of the students was from Alberta. And uh, she said, oh, you got to hear this band. And she put it on. And I was oh, that's kind of interesting. And then they, they covered The Clash's London Calling with accordions. And I fell in love with the band at that point. So um, hmm. so anyway, so I thought, I'll come out here. I'll, I'll see if I can get a ticket to the show. And um, ended up being able to, thanks to David and Camper Christina and, and uh, Mike Hickman, kind of was, had made a call too. Um, yeah, we ended up here and we're able to give out a bunch of safety info and it was fantastic. You ended up with a, a sponsor's table? Yeah. Right up in the front lobby? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. And you got to sit right next to Alan Drummond, <laughs> yes, of the outdoor or the outdoor the Kingdom Outdoor Products, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a great guy too. Actually, we're all meeting up tomorrow too, yes, yeah. and we're gonna have uh, he's a couple one of, of the funniest beer people wings I think I've ever met. I mean, he was great. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah we've been out with him a, a, a couple of times, and we've been out kayak. We went actually we went uh, kayaking with him this past summer. Yeah, we Tobamori. did a day up in Tobamori, uh, surf uh, kayaking over the. The wrecks, the shipwrecks. We had done a show on that and said, we got to go do it. And Alan jumped right on board and off we went. It was a great day. Absolutely great day. So as I said, uh, David Bain, he organizes the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium. And he also, uh, the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium, which is happening April 13th next year. And great, great day. He, he looks after all the presenters and sponsors and all that sort of deal. David, great uh, symposium this year. I really enjoyed it. Uh, everybody I know enjoyed the the symposium, enjoyed the speakers and everything. So big, uh, big round of yeah. Clap it's for you. it's always a good event. It's uh, it's never a bad time. It's you get all the fantastic speakers out. A lot of it. A lot of the I think what the best part of it is all the like minded people. Everybody. Yeah. The paddling community, they get together and, and, uh, it's, it's sort of the same thing. So winter camping is, it's, you know, the hard water season, everybody switches over to winter camping and stuff like that. And uh, so it's just that same sort of mentality, the, the friendly, gregarious people. Crazy. Crazy, a yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the crazy people get in one building. <laughs> if it was that easy. Uh, the volunteers though, that, I mean, the, the. There's the social media people, yes. you know, yeah. I know Matt, Matt Olson from yep. Paddling does a lot of that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, selling the tickets, taking tickets and whatnot at the door. Yep. There's the audio video guys that, you know, look after the sound and everything during the event and all that. And there's those pro, uh, podcast promotion guys, you know, that, that <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of goobers. Uh, then there's the presenters that, you know, they take their own time to, out of their own day to go and, you know, yeah. and a lot of these people have never done it before. I know yeah. I, I've presented at the Canoe Symposium, and it was just, I got this phone call out of the blue saying, yeah, I was told that you did this trip through Woodland Caribou and took a bunch of pictures and some video, and would you like to, to present? And I'm just like, no. Uh, you want me to stand in front of a crowd? And, and, and <laughs> no way. I, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of these people have never done this sort of thing before, yeah. which is, so it's cool to actually get them up there and, yep. and uh, presenting and stuff like that. And all the sponsors that step on, on out to uh, throw their money and help out the, yeah, the thing as yeah. well. And, you know, and when the sponsors, are, they have their tables and set up and that, and they can go check out stuff and talk to them in person and 
buy stuff. Like, like we were saying, man camping, Scott Robinson yes. is there. And, uh, there's all these little, like I got the army tech wizard pro, which he's been, I, I bought one as well. <laughs> uh, I bought one of those because my, uh, army tech, uh, or sorry, my, my headlamp when we were up on the moose river went kaput. Okay. So he, he lent me one of his spare ones he had yeah. to check. Cause I guess he brought him up to, to check him out and that. And he's like, yeah, I've got to get me one of these. And so, yeah, so he had them And now John wants one too. Yeah. And now John wants one. I literally just bought a, you know, a headlamp from another company and, uh, I haven't even taken it out of the box yet. It's actually in my stuff here in the box because we're going winter camping next weekend. Right. And now I'm kind of like, should I just keep that in the box? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just return that maybe. Hey Scott, how you doing? Well, if you need one from Scott. We're meeting them tomorrow night. True enough. I could just say, dude, bring one. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. It's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Bright. Really bright. Yeah. Wow. You saw like, it. Insane bright. 2300 lumens. You guys saw what that was like. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, you didn't see what it was like. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because he blinded us yeah. in here before yeah. the podcast yeah. started. Check this out, guys. It's blinding. <laughs> Hold away from yourself. Yes. <laughs> do not point it. Oh, do not point at other people. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, I mean, they, everybody had stuff for sale there. Uh, Tim from Canadian Outdoor Equipment Company was there. I went and actually had a nice chat with him because we bought our Esker tent from him. Oh, okay. is year. that who you bought it from? Yeah, we bought it from, from Tim. And uh, I just asked him a couple of questions about it. And uh, him and I went back and forth on a couple of things. And one of the things I'd noticed was um, the lack of a, a stake ta- uh, tab, whatever, loop, loop. On the bottom, at the okay. center, yep. the back, the sides, right? And I'm thinking, I figured there would be one there to, to hammer it, but there isn't. He looked and says, ooh, there isn't. And a, a couple other things we talked about. So he's going to talk to the guys that actually make the Esker tents. And, and get oh, them cool. to add it. Yeah, wow. get them to say, well, you, know, you might want to add one of these or a couple little things. So it was, that was cool to be able to talk to somebody about stuff like that. They call it the uh, Sean Loop. The Sean Loop. <laughs> yeah, it'll be named after you. And he's also selling the um, Boreal Mountain anoraks you see mm-hmm. those wool okay, yeah. ones there yep. that you know i went and fondled a few times yeah, and yeah. rubbed my face on <laughs> I, yeah this one's mine if it falls off the rack and you know, <laughs> but it, yeah the anorak has always been one of those things that i'd love to have but i uh, just haven't pulled the trigger on one yet it's such you know? a large amount of money and it's a specialty yeah. piece of equipment you're not going to use it all the time well and yeah. that's the big thing is like you're going to use it four or five times a season, a or season, year, whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So, and the one I was looking at, the the full wool, like hundred percent wool and all that, it's like four hundred bucks. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the things I could buy for four hundred bucks, <laughs> right? Versus that, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh. so yeah. So it was nice to go talk to him about that sort of stuff. And then I look at the the axes from Sweden. He has, I can never remember the the start Granderson from, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got those axes and those are another thing. It's like, oh, I'd like to have one of those, but <laughs> there was some cool gear there. Oh, there was, yeah. Really yeah. Was, you yeah. Know? Pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Whiskey Jack Outdoors, they had their, the big, the big, uh, toboggans and that, you know, the, it's really nice to get, see all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize they had been in business for such a short period. I was talking to him later. It's like, how long have you been doing this? Because, the, like, they have a, re- a really good reputation. Yeah. And uh, it's just a couple of years now. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you know? Yeah, a lot of people are using I mean, Even David Bain has one of their big toboggans. And, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, the, and the thing is, they, they sell the the covers for all your gear and everything. That so it all it's like a giant toboggan system. Yeah, right. So when you're going backcountry winter camping, you can just pile it all on. The, it's, yeah. it's all just just throw your gear in here and yeah. off you go, sort of thing, right? Well, yeah. David's had his uh, sled for two years, two winters now, and he's used it and it's pristine zero times. <laughs> 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 yeah, every time he goes to use it. It rains. It and rains and snow all the snow's gone. And, yeah. He needs to put wheels on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, David, the volunteers, the presenters, and the sponsors, like, great. Thanks for, for everything. It was a, a fantastic uh, day on Saturday. A lot of people were there. It was sold out. Um, and even there was a couple of people that couldn't go, so they say, hey, I've got tickets for sale, and snatched yeah. up, like, yeah. really fast, mm-hmm. which yeah. was nice. Um, so, let's talk... Presenters, Rhonda McMahon from Stride and Stretch and the Silver Summit Sisters. They they were winter camping newbies. Uh, they cold, were cold tenting and climbing Killarney Silver Peak in winter. Nice yes. first trip. Quite yeah. the challenge. No yeah. doubt. Quite the challenge. No and what did they say? The Silver Silver Summit Sisters and the... Was it the, the Snow Powder Prince? Prince. The, the Powder S- Prince. The Powder Prince, I think it was. The Powder Prince. That was David <laughs> yeah. Lee. So he took them up there, and uh, they didn't make it all the way to the top. No. But they made it quite the distance. Yeah. And uh, so that was pretty cool, getting out there and never doing anything like that before. And a bunch of them went out there and gave it a whirl. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. At least you're getting yeah. out there and giving a yeah. whirl, seeing what it's all about. And the next time they yeah. go out, then they know what to expect. Yeah. And uh, yeah. maybe they make it the next time. <laughs> Tim Foley was talking about choosing, maintaining your axes and knives. But he also talked about more than just that, maintaining... Basically, your winter camping gear from your tent to your snowshoes, that sort of stuff. Um, the one thing I think we all agreed on is we didn't know. I guess uh, they're snowshoes. Uh, you know, oh, there's your, there's your bindings, yeah. there's your snowshoe. Yeah. But the woven part that he was talking the, about The was, leather, the shrunken leather. Yeah. The babiche. 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 Yes. Babiche. Just sounds cool. It does. Yeah. It's a babiche. <laughs> it's like a babushka. Yeah. <laughs> The babiche, yeah, I, I don't think I've I don't think I've ever heard that term before, but it was yeah the uh, the the woven part that in between, but then we saw those other uh, a little later in another um, presentation all the woven um, babiches, I guess <laughs> babiches, babishai, babishai, yeah, plural, yeah, <laughs> yeah. babishai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, Tim was, was one of the ones I was looking forward to, to seeing, especially about the, the axes and the, the knives and uh, gave me a couple of ideas because I have a, an old axe that the, the handle is just crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be replaced. So just what he was talking about that and it's like, oh, okay. And you know, the, the finishing and the, the polishing stuff and how to clean them and, and all that sort of stuff, taking care of them was pretty cool. Camper Christina was there. She was talking about designing and making her own hot tent and using it to solo backcountry in Killarney Provincial Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool seeing the 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 layout, how she started from scratch. Yeah, she laid out the whole process from start to finish. It yeah. was, it's, uh, it, it makes it a little bit less intimidating. I, I'd like... <laughs> 
I want to make a tent. And you got then, called yeah. out. <laughs> I did get you called out. You got called out. <laughs> what was it? Was it? Uh, yeah, I, I sold. I sold a couple of, or I gave sold a couple of stove jacks to a couple people here who wanted to make their own hot tents. Yeah. How's your hot tent going, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not so good. I said. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for putting me on that spot. It's still in the planning stages. <laughs> it was cool that she had the, you know, the little models. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And had them there. You know, and that was. She went about it the prototype. right way, right? Yeah. yeah. Like to, she planned it on paper, then she planned a model, and she made it. Then she made it a paper, and then she made a fabric model, and mm-hmm. it's like that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely the way to do it. Yeah, you can see why she ended up with such a great product is because she did so much planning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, even the measuring, you know, measure. Measure twice, cut once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Uh, when she got the, the drop cloth there that she was using for the canvas yes, there. yeah. And she's, they said it's supposed to be, what, 15 or something like that. And she measured and it really wasn't. Right. So had she... Had she just, just gone ahead and cut it in half. Gone ahead and cut where she thought yeah. it needed to be cut. Mm-hmm. She would have been SOL. She would yeah. have had to go get uh, another... Fifty dollar <laughs> yeah, yeah. drop cloth, right? Painter's <laughs> tarp or whatever. What was cool about that whole process, and this was actually for me one of the things that was cool about coming up here is I got to meet a lot of the people like on Facebook who I've never met before, and, and Camper Christina was one of them. Right. But what was really cool for me with like seeing what she had done was I ju- you know so I just read those online and and such, and the way she laid that out it was kind of like what you're saying. It was like, well, I could do this. I mean, I can't. You know, I can't sew anything, right? Yeah. But she had yeah. laid it out so well that it's like, I think I could do that. I know, know, eh? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was that was that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. So that was that was cool to see all that, and then like say at the end, her finished product pro- that she's mm-hmm. taken out and mm-hmm. and being able to use. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It kind of gives you a little bit more confidence in thinking, hey, the the way like she said, she's she's not a seamstress. She's this is not her what she does. It's you know it's she she's new at this and and but the process, the planning, it helped her make that tent what it was, what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't uh, even thought I could do something like that before yeah. reading what she put together. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now you're gonna go home and you're gonna make one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then there was Buck Miller and Eric Batty. Uh, their compatriot, Ryan Atkins, was not there. He yeah. was busy doing, what did he say, last minute he ditched us, went and did something better? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what is, he's a, he's a com, competitive sports and stuff like that. He's like. Yeah, all three of them Running are. and biking and whatever. Anyway, so he's pract- he's getting ready for a major competition. Well, yeah, so he had his back out last minute to do yeah, training. Which is and completely like that. understandable. Yeah. But yeah, that presentation they had and crossing the park and. Yeah, so it, they, they spent 10 days uh, skiing across Algonquin Park. Yes. In the middle of winter was pretty cool. That was what February they started to do that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just, so to see the pictures and the video of them doing that, and because they played a little video there and. And how, you know, what they went through and stuff like that. But yeah, all three of them are quite competitive guys. Yes. Um, it was actually, very obvious when you saw them on the stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my buddies that I went to high school with and I'm still friends with to this day, Eric Batty is his cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm sitting there. I took a picture of the stage and I sent it, dude, you know this guy? That's my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tell him I say hi. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty cool to see that because... You know, you, you, 
I've been on on uh, interior camping trips, and some of the hills you're having to pull all your gear up and everything, you're just like, oh my uh, god. Yeah. We yeah. went we went across uh, Canoe Lake, and coming out of Canoe Lake, all of a sudden, go straight up, and there was no path yet, and you're going over stuff, and at one point, you know, yeah, you're on your hands and knees, and you're trying to get up, oh, and there's geez. ice underneath. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would not like trying to do that. <laughs> On skis and, and oh whatnot. yeah, I know. wouldn't that be difficult? Oh man, that yeah. would that would be brutal. And they but they had that uh, was that the sill nylon tent? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. and a little yep. uh, stove there. They they were sleeping really lightweight. I meant to talk to them about it because I wanted like you, you were commenting earlier about the sill nylon tarp or the tent about how it may not retain as much heat as you'd expect and as over like a full on canvas tent, right? Yeah. So it's it's too bad we didn't get a chance to actually ask the questions. Well, that and the the small um, they had quite the small stove in there too. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that small stove. Now we know from the the Princess Auto stoves that people were getting with the little three inch pipe. Yeah, it doesn't burn. They're well. yeah. They, they a lot of people have problems with those, and it's not heating up their tents and that sort yeah. of stuff. So mm-hmm. my sort of thing is yeah, it's it's not a heavy canvas tent that's going to retain the heat. And they got one of these small yep. um, stoves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's, what's like you say, I would like to talk to them and find out yeah. how efficient the, the, that was. The fire details of, of their of their design. Well, I know Mike mm-hmm. Mike Burns, our cedar stripper friend there, is uh, looking at a setup like that. Yes. So yep. we'll see what happens there. Maybe we'll just let him buy it. Tell him it's a great idea. <laughs> yes. Let him buy right. it. And then say, hey, so how was it? Yeah. <laughs> and hope it's a good well, review. Please, it, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I'm, I'm, I've been meaning to upgrade my tent for years now. Like I have a, uh, I have a 10 man bell army tent, us army. Nice tent. green. Oh, it's, beautiful. But it's heavy. Yeah. It's yeah. so heavy. Like you're not you, going this, this thing is, that. no, you're not going to, you'd never fit it on a sled. No, no. It's just too big, too heavy. Yeah. Uh, and then the last guy was Glenn Hooper, Hoop, from wintertrekking.com. And he basically told what he's learned over the years from, you know, safety, stove safety, lake travel, uh, camping tips for winter camping. Just over his many years of winter camping, he's discussed all of, he discussed all of that mm-hmm. and whatnot. And that was pretty cool to see some of the stuff he was talking about. And yeah, he even said, uh, he said, it's like, I don't know everything. And pretty much when you start looking at all the information, I know nothing. Yeah. You yeah, know, and yeah. he says, oh, you know, you got the snowshoes. And then he's showing, yeah, okay, well, we got snowshoes, right? But then he shows there's like 40 different types of snowshoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like every First Nation had a different type of snowshoe yeah. sort of mm-hmm. thing. And then they show the guy with the snowshoes and he's, you know, you figure maybe he's about six feet tall. And then he's got like these seven foot tall snowshoes standing next to him. <laughs> Those were crazy. And then the toboggans. Big. I can't the imagine toboggans going from the ground oh, all the way yeah. up onto the roof like, of the, the cabin. You're like 20 foot long toboggans. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. I can't even imagine, you know, horsing that through I know. sections of wood yeah. or, or up and down. If it gets you tight. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so so those were the 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 uh, presenters of the days, and, and, and you know what? It was pretty cool listening to what they had to say. Uh, really enjoyed it and listened to them, and uh, got to talk to a few of them afterwards. And went to like David usually has a little do afterwards for the sponsors yep. and, and presenters and that. And uh, so it's nice to sit down with them actually and have yeah, one oh yeah, one yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. about a few yeah, things. Mm-hmm. So uh, as for sponsors, there was Whiskey Jack Outdoor Company. Uh, then there's the, we get outside. Gail does the, uh, Twitter chat. Yes. The Tuesday night Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so hashtag we get outside every, every Tuesday. Uh, they do the, uh, little, uh, Twitter 
I think they usually ask 10 questions and everybody answers mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So it's pretty cool to, to see what people are thinking. It's all these different topics and stuff like that. Cool. And there was wintertrekking.com. Again, Glenn Hooper was there talking about that. Snow Trekker Tents. Kevin Callen was there with this for the Snow Trekker tent. Mm-hmm. He's got their new ASIM. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Tent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ASIM. It's ASIM. A S Y M. ASIM. I was bugging him about that. Uh, the ASIM Snow Trekker tent, which was pretty cool looking, actually. Yeah. And, and, and do you know where those are made, by the way? Are they made Wisconsin? in Wisconsin? Well, they might be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are uh, a couple of hours north up in, uh, yeah, northern Wisconsin. And wow. uh, family-owned business and, you know, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. well, and that's what everybody says. If you are if you got the money, yes. Snow Trekker or Arctic Oven, yes. those are the yeah. winter tents to get. Yeah. You know, I so. actually had called... Uh, snow trekker and and was going to just ask him a couple of quick questions you know and and about coming over to the show and and we ended up having about a 40 minute conversation um about you know about the tents and tent design and and you know a project that i've got coming up maybe next winter okay and um yeah you know really nice people you know yeah and and even though they weren't there like in person that was sort of the theme kind of too of the weekend like all of these people were so great out there, you know. Well, you know what, and that's exactly it. some of the people that have been we we're talking about, um, you know, that we met at the show. Were yeah, we haven't really got into it. Or you see people on Facebook. I said, you know what, if you go to Mew Lake, mm-hmm. and there's people winter camping and they've got the gear, talk to them. Yeah, and yeah, nine times out of ten. People, once you get them talking about their gear, oh yeah, yeah people they love just it. won't yeah. shut up. <laughs> this is what I do, and this is how I do that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the way to do it. And who else? Can, uh, Boreal Mountain Anoraks, which Tim was selling, Canadian Outdoor Equipment Company, which is Tim. And like I said, that's who we got our Esker tent from. And yeah, really great service there. Backcountry Custom Canoes, John. He was there. And we are actually, I was chatting with him afterwards about, uh, we're going to do a demo day in Ajax here. Yes. Come spring. Yeah. Canoes, kayaks, yep. all that oh, sort of stuff. Absolutely. Now for winter camping, he does the kick sleds. Yes. I was talking <laughs> over the kick sleds and, and, uh, it, it was a funny analogy. Uh, see if I can, <laughs> see if I can, if I can get it right. He said, uh, so there's a, uh, and, and it, it was because I said, well, I want to get one of the kick sleds that uh, that he builds. And Siobhan says, well, how often are you going to use that, right? Like it's, well, I may not have a place to use it, but I'd like to use it. And he says, well, there's a, he's told me the story of a, uh, uh, a very wealthy, uh, well-to-do Japanese man. And he only couldn't go fishing once a year. So he gets the right rod. He gets one of the most expensive bamboo rods to go fishing he only has one day a year to do it, so he does it right. He gets the best fishing rod. And that's the analogy. It's like, well, Siobhan, look, you know, I want to do it right. right I got to get the right <laughs> kick sled. <laughs> oh, John's a salesman. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he helps you out, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Siobhan just laughed. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's like the old joke. You know what? It costs this much, and for an extra 50 bucks, I'll actually give you a receipt for what you're going to tell your wife you bought it from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, friends at Tomogamy were there. Uh, I was actually talking to PJ and, and Mike afterwards. Yeah. And Muskoka Brothers were there. There are a new couple guys there. They uh, got their YouTube channel. Sea Sawyer Run was a sponsor. They weren't there themselves. I think um, Marissa's 
was last I saw, she was down in Costa Rica. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she's down there nice. paddle boarding and yoga ing. Oh. Yoga ing. Yoga ing. Yoga ing. Yeah. Is that the verb? I'm just making stuff up now. <laughs> I don't know. Yoga ing. Uh, polar supplies. Man camping. Scott. Shout out to Scott because he's our main guy now. Yeah, he's and a good guy. Sale was there. Yep, uh, sales yep, they big were, sponsor. They were a big sponsor. Yep. KIHD Products. They do the little twig stoves in that. Yes. Yep. And they're one of those things. Even Mike Mike Burns is looking at them. It was like hundred and seventy dollars or something for a, uh, a tungsten. Tungsten? tungsten. No, oh, not, not, not titanium. Tungsten. Titanium. titanium. Sorry, yeah. titanium. Titanium. I knew it started yeah. with a T. <laughs> uh, titanium stove. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? These are again. It's one of those things. There was a lot of things there. You see. Like I say, with yeah. the anoraks and that. <sighs> to justify it. Just You'd to really justify want to it. Have yeah. To, yeah. I'd be, I'd be bringing that in and I would have to be a salesman extraordinaire <laughs> to get that past my yeah. wife. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. like, well, how much does that cost you? 170 bucks, but it's not for what my it, $170. It's not what it costs me. It's yeah. what I'm going to say. It's what it's going to do. <laughs> yeah, and try it, that angle. I don't need Let to bring that. Let me know how the, that works. Yeah. yeah. And then they look at you like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, then of course, uh, Alan was there uh, with the Kingdom Outdoor Products, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be seeing him again. Yes. We'll be seeing him oh, tomorrow yeah. as well. Yeah, Alan actually, you know, was next to him, and I've never met him before either. That was one of the cool things, again, was, you know, meeting all these people. And so while you were in learning about all this really cool stuff, I was out there talking with Alan. I could, you know, I figured, well, if anybody comes to the table, I should be here to, you know, to be able to talk to him about what we're doing. So I spent most of my time talking to Alan out there, and my cheeks hurt by the end of the day. I was laughing yeah. so hard. Oh, he's, he is, yeah, he is he's hilarious. Fantastic guy. Yeah, he really is. So... So that was the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium. Yeah. I had a blast. Uh, it was a good day, a really good day. Learned a lot, talked to a lot of people, got stopped a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people just saying, hey, listen to your podcast and, and whatnot, which is cool because, you know, not many people do it. I yeah. Think, I think we're the only ones that I know of. Yeah. That cover the, everything we on cover. the podcast. Yes. Yeah. yes. You know, and uh, we are all inclusive we don't <laughs> segregate between just canoeing, just exactly, kayaking, yeah. just stand up paddle boarding. We don't turn our noses up, people That's who That's right. We're not and... paddling snobs. We're... <laughs> 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 well, if we can get out there paddling that, we're good. But yeah, I've met a lot of people, which is really, really nice. And uh, there's, there's people that you see that you, you know, the, you know them, but you don't know mm-hmm. where from. And there's, yeah, I'm this person. Um, I follow you guys and stuff like that. That's where I know you from. Yeah. That sort yeah. of thing, which is really cool. So so on that note, just, yeah, if you guys see us at any of these events, just come on up yeah. and start talking just to us. Just talk we to us. Had a blast. Mm-hmm. We don't bite. We broke Derek of that habit. <laughs> 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 so let's take a quick break here and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a winter oh shit kit. Yeah. Because John was on here before and we talked to him about the regular yep. a paddling or s- on the water uh, three or summer season, one yeah. summer. the three season <laughs> one and now we're going to talk about the winter one yes so we'll be right back hi this is Derek Sprest you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio if you like what you've been hearing you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com as well as on Facebook Instagram and on Twitter you can find all of our episodes on iTunes Google Play 
and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So we talked to you, John, and before about the summer three-season oh shit kit. Yeah, the emergency kit that we... Yeah. And you now have a winter version. Yeah. What we did is, with this is, when we found out that um, we were going to be able to come out here to the show, uh, we wanted to we hand out the, the oh shit kit uh, brochure, but it was also one of those things where, you know what, this this is good for three season, but things, you know, things happen differently out in the cold. Oh, they absolutely. Do. <laughs> and so what we wanted to do is we made some revisions to this and we kind of tucked this in and, and when people were coming out, we'd hand this out. So what we did is we just kind of put together like 10 kind of reminders about either specific kit items or just some kind of general thing, very general things about winter camping that you know, might be a little different for, for people, especially going out, you know, kind of for newbies going out too. Little things that you might not realize or yeah, think yeah. about, that sort of thing. Right. So what we did is, uh, yeah, we, we put this together and, and uh, so we can we can kind of run through it here if that works for you. Yeah, well, you've absolutely. got, uh, what, 10 items on ten your items. list here. Yeah. 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 So actually, number Number one, I never, I've never even thought of. Oh, this. So right off the bat, I'm out of this. This breaks my heart. Yes. (laughs) Number one, ditch the duct tape. No. Yes. Yeah. I mean, right. You always take out duct tape because if something happens, you've got it, and it doesn't matter whether it's your boat, it's your tent, whatever it might be. Right. Unfortunately, when you take it out in the winter and it gets cold. um, Yeah. It doesn't. You know, we all have probably noticed that a little bit, but. Uh, so I, uh, made some calls and started looking thing, uh, called up, uh, like 3M and some other manufacturers. And basically what they told me is anything below four degrees Celsius, it's not going to work. So if you make a, make a fix and go at like at home and then take that gear out, it may still hold may, may, but if you are out there and let's say you rip your tent somehow your cold tent for example and you want to just put some duct tape on it really quick to to get through it will not stick so ditch Hmm. the duct tape i don't know that i've ever actually used duct tape in the winter (laughs) maybe that's why maybe i just instinctively knew duct tape just does not work yeah in the winter the adhesive on it the won't do it there there are some companies in england that that say that they have one that's yeah you know, but what I can't figure out is if it's not sold in North America, you know, it's not sold up here. It's not sold down the States. You wonder what they're using for the adhesive too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I feel okay, all so. kind of funny after I touched it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Some sort of hallucinogenic in the glue. That's right. Okay. Number two. Number two, leave the Bic lighters at home. 
Um, so many people will take out those great little Bic lighters, right? Yeah. They're, they're lightweight. They almost always work. Uh, and then you'll have your backup, right? You may have a ferro yeah. rod or something as a yeah. backup. But for convenience, those little Bic lighters are fantastic. Uh, in the cold, unfortunately, they just don't work uh, or don't work well. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, they don't build the, uh, the the butane doesn't boil off. You don't have that the gas pressure. And like I know for me, when I use the uh, the little Bix in the wintertime, I have to keep it in a pocket or keep it close to my chest or something mm -hmm. just to, to warm so that the gases can expand and, and well, it'll work, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so one of the things we just say is, look, one of the things that I like uh, to use instead are those stormproof mass matches. Oh, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. And so those the the issue with those though they have to be really careful. It's got a phosphorus coating. That's why that you know you can hold that thing down underwater and watch it burn. Right. Um, the problem is, of course, if you're let's say you're lighting a candlelight a lantern in your tent <laughs> and you drop it. Yeah. And you got to drop hold it onto your bag. You drop it onto the floor if it's a cold tent, you know, whatever, or foam or wood in your in your hot tent. That thing will keep burning until you pick it up and get it off the floor. Yes, right. And so, you know, I mean, two things: better idea to light it in the vestibule and bring it in, um, but just be really, really careful with those. But they're great to have, right? Yes, they're great. Yeah, to see, have. and I've always been been paranoid with open flame in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love those little the UCO candle lanterns. And yeah. and like REI down in the states makes a variation on it and I think I wouldn't be surprised if MEC does too. The the pop-up ones? Yeah, where you pull up and you light it and it's it's in the glass so it's protected a bit and stuff. I just had a conversation with Cram Camper Christine about that. Mm -hmm. Um Camper Christina just got one and I said, "Oh, watch your hands." When I used to go rock climbing, we used to take those. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, so they're burning. And then, uh, I mean, sometimes you're getting off the, the cliffs late at night. So you got this little lantern, your candle lantern. And the first thing I do after I blow it out is I push it down. Oh. <laughs> the candle? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Heats the little oh the yes. metal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes, I've I ended that up with way. a nice burn, yeah. total just, burn circle on my just, palm of my it's hand. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then trying to climb the next day, like, oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I love those. The I, I have a battery, small battery operated lantern as well, LEDs. Yeah. That uh, I, to be honest, will use most of, of three seasons. But there's something about when you're in a cold tent, just the warmth of that, of the light, right? That that warm glow. Right. It, you know, it comforting. Throws, right. It really is. And so, so I love those. Actually, I take that out in winter with me all the time. Yeah, I I've given up on. I'm burn prone. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people are accident prone. Yeah. It, it, even at home. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, between burning and stabbing, yeah. cutting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I should be banned from the kitchen. It's, it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that about the ring on top because I was. I bought one of the little small ones for yeah. you know ultra that has the tea candles and stuff. Yes. Yeah. It still gets really hot up there, and I can tell you that because <laughs> I burned it on uh, on the kitchen counter, and then I had a, a kitchen counter that had a lot of wax on it too. 
So, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So your yeah, hand is like the Indiana Jones movie where the guy burned right. his palm. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I've, I bought two of them from, from Mountain Equipment Co-op. Yeah. Yep. I burnt them and I got the extra candle. I still have the extra candles. I, I still have a bunch too. <laughs> and I got, oh, these are going to be so fantastic. I can take them that are lightweight. So when I go canoe tripping as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after I burned myself about the third time, they got packed up yeah. and never and saw them right a day again. They're, they're, that, that closet you see right there, yeah. they're in there. And they've never seen the light Dumb. of day, ever. <laughs> You're just holding it in there in case, you know. Just in case the zombie crumbles you got. <laughs> yeah, I can go around burning people. That's right. <laughs> zombies. Burn the zombies. Uh, uh, number three. Don't forget your rain gear. And we put that in there just kind of as a reminder. Um, you know, a lot of people, again, don't think about, they'll think about the cold, but not necessarily hypothermia. And so, you know, particularly in the early and late winter, right? When, right. when the types of precipitation can vary so much. So, you know, you can got big, big fluffy snow, it looks great. And then all of a sudden you got sideways sleet hitting you in the face. So take out some good rain gear so you don't have to worry about, you know, less less to worry about with hypothermia, shall yeah, we say. which is a good thing. Yeah. Number four. Try on all clothing before you go. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. That sounds silly. Well, you know, and a lot Preparation of times, is for suckers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, the other piece of this, too, is like, you know, Outdoors enthusiasts, we, we tend to be gearheads a bit, right? Oh, Absolutely. Well, like the, the headlamp you showed us here at the start, yeah. right? Yeah. And, oh, we got this, or, oh, I just got this in before I left, and I didn't have time to try it. And I'm guilty of this because yeah. I've pulled, I've taken cameras out that I've not used before, right? So I'm, <laughs> I'm you know, and um, trying on all the clothing before you go is, is really important, especially in winter, right? Because yes. it, A, it may not fit. Uh, just period, but it may not fit over the layers that you want to use if it's if you're going someplace really yeah. cold, for example. Um, you know, so that's just kind of a good reminder. And even like when you order, say, oh, well, I ordered this large from this company before. If they've changed their suppliers, you would have no idea. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You order yeah. that yeah. same shirt and find out, oh, it's like a size smaller. Oops. Yes. You know. Now it doesn't fit. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you've gotten a size bigger. Right. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, that cheese and all that other stuff I've loaned you. <laughs> like, like all my uh, dry gear. Like for, all your dry suits. And, and yeah, they they yeah. sat in the attic and all my dry gear, they shrank. Yeah. I assume from that. sitting in the attic. Well, the heat. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. just doesn't fit me anymore. Right. It's not you. Yeah, it's, it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we at? Number five. Number five. Okay. This sounds like a complete no brainer. Okay. Yeah, but people forget. But, people, yeah, forget. people forget. Remember that the sun sets much earlier in winter. Everybody gets so focused on the issue of the cold. Mm-hmm. You need to be concerned about that. Yeah. But they forget that, oh, I have to have my tent set up before 4.30 in the afternoon, <laughs> right? And, yeah. oh, yeah. wait a minute. What am I going to do, by the way, in the tent for six hours before I fall asleep to get it, you know, so little things like that, uh, practical issues of setting up camp early, maybe, Um, you know, what are you going to be doing for food? Uh, All of those kinds of things. Um, You know, your hiking routes, for example, if you're going to hike or snowshoe back to someplace, Mm -hmm. just keep in mind that it gets dark early. Well, and it gets light later. 
Like sunrises well, later as well, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, you expect later starts and earlier stops. So, yeah, something you may have done, yeah. you you know, think it's going to take you eight hours. You've got eight yeah. hours. Well, you don't have eight hours. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That sort of and, thing. And right? especially, you know, when if, if it's like, for example, going up to Mew this next weekend, mm-hmm. a lot of people go up there, you know, this is my first time, so I'm really excited about it. But for people that go up there a lot, you know, it's a whole different experience in winter, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So we're going up, but that, I mean, this is exactly now, you know, people that are going up on Friday mm-hmm. say, well, why don't you come up Friday? Well, because by the time I'm done work, by the time I get up there, cause it's a three hour drive, Yeah. you know, I, I'm looking at seven, maybe eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I'm not setting up all my gear at eight o'clock at night when there's in the summer would be one thing, but that uh, in the winter yeah. it's pitch dark. Oh, and, and, and drop something in the snow, right? Yeah. It's hard enough in the daylight, but you drop something in the yeah. snow at night, good luck. So you I know. figure I'm going to get up there for nine in the morning and start hammering in my tent spikes at nine in the morning. <laughs> Just to make friends with all the neighbors. Yeah, that's right. Hey, neighbor. Waggity, waggity, wag. I'll, I'll talk to you around 10, 11. Yeah. Then, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing earplugs. <laughs> Number six. Um just to go ahead and double check your batteries and your backups that you may take up there. Um, kind of going back to that issue of the longer nights, you're going to use the headlamps more. You're going to use the lanterns more, depending on what you're using. Um, and the best kind of battery for uh, using in the cold are those single-use lithium batteries. Um, batteries don't last as long yeah, in, the cold. in the cold. Yeah, yep. And so these are, I use those, those blue and silver uh, energy or Energizer Ultimate yep. Lithiums. Yep. I use those in my cameras for years, and um, that's kind of what I rely on out there. So, yeah, yep. you definitely check your batteries, especially if your your flashlight, your headlamp, that sort of thing. Yeah, and pre-warming them against your body too, right? Um, yeah, that you can go ahead. And well, do even that. I know a lot of people nowadays are, especially with if you're not interior camping, but you're doing car camping, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're bringing their cell phones and stuff like that. And they're realizing, you know, well, I've, I've only been using my phone to take pictures for about 10 minutes and it's already dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But if you yeah. put that in against your skin yep. or you buy one of those battery packs that you can charge it keep and keep that, that, that your, next yes, to your skin, your right? Yeah. Yep. It, it lasts that much longer. Yeah. And that's a good idea to have out there too, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Number seven. Number seven, a very simple thing, and we we suggested this in the three season kit too. But um, be sure you bring lip balm, and just with the you know the the winter sun, the winds, the extremes, your lips can actually blow up. Um, you know, get dried out, chapped, yeah, out, and then yeah, blow up, exactly. and, and you'll just have a miserable time, right? So it's something very simple. Um, the chapstick. Uh, you know, this is just those simple tubes uh, have SPF uh, sunscreen protection in them too. If you go the other route and get something like petroleum jelly, Vaseline, you know, it doesn't have a sunscreen benefit, but it'll keep your lips moist. And then you can also use that like with cotton or dryer lint um, as a fire starter. So a oh, yeah, couple, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. couple of good options lips. there. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On your candle lantern. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I'm not allowed to go camping anymore. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I used to never take um, the lip. I'm, I'm not big on, like, lip balm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, 
same with like hand creams and stuff. I just like, ugh, I just, <laughs> you know, and that's like grandma's stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, over the winters, it's just like, you know what, when you're out, the more you're out, you realize how much damage you're doing to your lips and you're, oh, they're splitting yeah. And, yeah. and sore. And every time you lick your lips, it's like, it, it stings and you're just like, oh man, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've always got one. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm out winter camping, and I, I pretty much start in the in the fall, mm-hmm. I make sure I've got a, a chapstick or what's the other a Burt's Bees. Yep, is the one I use around here. Well, uh, kind of it, this also reminds me of uh, from the winter symposium, the winter camping symposium. They uh, talked about like bag balm and stuff to put on your nose to yeah. to mm-hmm. cut down on the wind chill, so it gives you that uh, that just that outer layer. So that also when you put uh, lip balm on your lips, it helps protect you from the uh, the wind burn. Yeah. On your lips, right? Yeah. So your lips are regular color, your nose is regular color, and everything else is beet <laughs> red. burnt right <laughs> off. Well, except where your sunglasses were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go to work on Monday and people think, yeah. dude, you're a freak. That's right. <laughs> like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Until you see your buddy looking the same. Hey, you were camping this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> and number eight. Number eight. Give yourself more time for everything. Um, it just takes longer to do things out there. And, uh, Kevin Callan, uh, in one of his videos, you know, where he's out winter camping videos, he says, you know what? Everything is three times harder. Yes. And, yeah. and I like that. And I, I would add to that, that generally things take three times as long too. You know, it just, it yeah. just takes the time. And, and, you know, he had mentioned, in, and I think in that same video where he had dropped something in the snow and went to find it and couldn't find it. He came back out with a, it was a, like for the tent, it was a, a connecting section for the tent. Right. And he couldn't find it. Came back out with a metal detector and couldn't find it. Oh, wow. And then huh. went back out in the spring after melt and found it. You know, so if he was out there with a metal detector and couldn't find it, and this also wasn't a small piece either, right? And so um, give yourself time because if you drop something like that, it's not like you can just keep going and deal with it later. You've got to. Yeah. Well, especially if you're in the deep, I mean, I've been on some snowshoe trails and you're zipping along there, no problems. And you decide, you know, what, I'm going to step off the trail mm-hmm. for a, a, a quick bite to eat or something like that. And then I'll the thing, you know, you're standing up to your waist in snow <laughs> yeah. yeah, a minute yeah, ago. You get it in the powder. Yeah. 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 Once you get into that. So yeah, you drop something into that. Yeah. You know, you like yeah, three, four feet of snow. Yeah. You're coming back in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know. Uh, number nine. Number nine, uh, add extras to your day pack when winter hiking. Um, and what I say in here is the odds of a day hike turning into an unplanned overnight or overnights plural are much higher in winter than in any other season. And so we want to kind of get the, the point out to people that if something happens, right, you can, if you're out in the summer, and you get lost or whatever, you can spend a miserable night out with the mosquitoes and yeah. right and 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 hunker down under a tree kind of thing. But in winter, that's a whole different that's a whole different experience. Yeah. So a lot of times, what I'll do, um, I'll t- I won't take out a day pack. I'll take I've got a, a ultralight backpack, and I will go ahead and um, I'll throw in a uh, a light uh, a nylon silk tarp, a little bit of rope on there. Uh, closed cell foam sleeping pad, um, which is, you know, also good for when just sitting in the snow, right? You mm-hmm. can just fold that out and sit on the snow. But, 
And then I'll throw in, I have an enlightened equipment, a zero degree sleeping quilt, zero degree Fahrenheit sleeping quilt. And um, I take that out because if I ever get stuck out there, right there, I know I can get through, right? Right. It may not be a comfortable night, but, but honestly, with those three things, it's not going to be a, a terrible night. Right. And, and the night will lead to a day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my couple of my father's friends, the reason that I'm, I'm really a big proponent of this is a couple of my father's friends were out hunting and a blizzard hit and they were walking out and one of them got uh, hypothermic and he just, he just had to sit down for a few minutes and I just, I'm just tired. I need to sit down. I just need to, you know, and his friend kept saying, no, no, we got to get you out. We got to get you out. Right. And if he had sat down, that would have been pretty ugly. Right. That could have been it. Um, and so, you know, they didn't have as far to go, but they, they did make it out. So uh, I like to add extra things in. I'll throw in some more cliff bars or because I'm from Wisconsin, I throw in more cheese. Uh, <laughs> frozen <laughs> cheese some extra uh you know water some some hand warmers that kind of thing um, right so yeah it's just it you know it it's it's cheap insurance yeah you never right. know what's going to happen yeah all of that stuff right there that i listed is, is under five pounds yeah right mm -hmm. so under five pounds you can throw it on there you really don't even feel it right yeah so uh number 10 this is the final one yeah um, take more water and drink more water. You get a lot, uh, you'll dehydrate a lot faster out there than what you might think. So it's important to keep hydrating. Um, one of the things too, that, that I really like to emphasize with this is that, um, you still need to treat your water out there. Yes. Uh, some people think, well, it's really cold. You know, like if you find a cold running stream, right? Um, oh, well, it's, it's cold. It's going to be fine. Um, both Jardia and, and Cryptosporidium um, are still alive and well, and so you need to treat your water. Um, a lot of uh, if if this is a, this is too is one thing that drives me sort of crazy. If you read some very reputable books, they'll tell you that if you see that first bubble come up, the rolling bubble, when you're boiling your water to treat it then you can turn it off because it's fine. It's absolutely not true. The science says it's absolutely yeah. not true. You need a rolling boil. You need a rolling boil for one minute, uh, at least one minute, and then for at least three minutes if you're above like 2,000 meters. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, so yeah. it, it yeah. changes with your elevation. Yeah, with your altitude, mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, <laughs> for when I was home brewing, you know, and you'd have a pot going and, and you're making stuff, you can put a temperature, a really accurate temperature gauge in different places in the pot. It's different temperatures. Yeah. Yes, right. And most absolutely. people don't think about that either. It's like, oh, so I see the first bubble. So it's, you know, everything's fine. It's not. And so I really want to emphasize that. Um, the um, We suggested early on taking uh, in our three season oh shit kit list, taking those uh, catadine micropure tablets. Um those are great in winter too. They work in winter too. We called up, uh, when I put together the list, I called up a, a MicroPure rep and, uh, at the company. And they said for near freezing and clear water, okay, so cold and clear, you should wait 30 minutes after treating the water. So that's, that's not bad. If the water is near freezing and turbid, so if it's really dirty, okay, then they said wait four hours. 
Oh, just stuff to give if it time to kill yeah, whatever's in there. Yeah, if it's really there. dirty, right? But a lot of the water you're going to find, if it's in liquid form, right, is going to be fairly clear. So, um, but just keep in mind, you know, you've, you, you need to drink more water. You need to make sure you have it. And if you don't, if you're out in the field, you need to treat your water one way or the other. And don't just eat snow. <laughs> I, I've seen people do that and they're like, dude, yeah. Yeah. don't, don't just eat the snow. Yep. You know, keeping your internal, your core nice and warm as well as. Yeah. And boiling it is super, or, you know, melting it down is super inefficient. It tastes kind of funny and, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, treat the water by all means. When someone says, well, I've done this and I'm fine with it. What, what they're really kind of telling you is, I've been really lucky. Yes, <laughs> you know? no, and that's, exactly. that's exactly. And that is, yeah. The other side of this, you know, if you think about it, if you end up getting, you know, well, I mean, Jardia wouldn't be immediate, but if you get a bug out there, you get something that, you know, in your system, there's probably not a lot you can think of that would be a whole lot worse yeah. than crawling uh, yeah. out of your tent into a cold snowbank <laughs> uh, repeatedly uh, at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, it's, when you're winter camping, it's one thing if you're summer camping year, you got to go dig a cat hole and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you had to do that oh. constantly mm-hmm. while you're winter camping, yeah, you'd be frozen. Yeah. 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 Every no time thanks. You climb back in. Yeah. To the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. no thanks. No thank you. Um, we like to recommend that people, you know, uh, also still take out a a first aid kit. And because of the cold difference, um, we, uh, we contacted a pharmacist, uh, Luann Soka, of the Marshfield Clinic system back where I live in Wisconsin. And she said, what you really should do is check with your pharmacist to see if your, any of your specific meds are oh, affected by the cold. Yeah, I never thought of that. Particularly for people that have to take something that's either liquid or an injectable. Yeah. So like diabetics. Uh, yeah, for example. And so, um, yeah, so she said, go ahead and do that. Um, it was funny because I forwarded her the list of what we were working on with this. And she's like, oh, that sounds real. I'm kind of curious about that. And so I re- emailed her back. I said, well, you know, we take uh, people down to Sand Hill and go winter camping if you're interested. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's right. <laughs> really interested. So Luann, if you hear this, <laughs> your invitation stands. Um, no, we, you know, we were really happy. She helped us out with that. And, what we are going to do with this list, too, is uh, for next year, because uh, to be quite honest, I'd love to come back out for the Winter Camping Symposium. Yeah. Um, we want to put together then a four-season version of it. So it's not, you know, having both. It's it's something that's It's specific, something, yeah. Completely yeah. specific yeah. to winter. Right. Um, you know, and just, there's, you know, and there's so much good info out there right now, too, right? I mean, Kevin Callan's book, I, I think, is one of the best, The Complete Guide to Winter Camping. Um the other thing that I like is um, Andrew Skirka's book, The Ultimate Hiker's Gear Guide. And he's not, it's not devoted just to winter uh, camping and hiking, but he's done some hardcore stuff. Um, you know, he's, he, he's gone out and, and, you know, he's the kind of guy that has the food drops literally drop from a plane. Oh, wow. And he finds it by, uh, you know, with his GPS yeah. unit kind of thing. Uh, okay. Hiking across the Great Plains in in you know february kind of stuff i mean right. hard hardcore stuff so while the book isn't completely winter camping 
he knows what he's talking about. So, right. you know, a lot of a lot of books won't talk about, you know, vapor barrier lining clothing and stuff. He does. So that's kind of another good thing that, you know, good resource for people. Right. So there's lots of stuff uh, you got to you got to be wary of and just keep in mind when you're out there, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's totally different than regular old summer yeah. camping. And and I would like, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to say thanks to um, three Wisconsin folks for helping us out with this, because who are out all the time. Uh, Nick Gordon, who's uh, Nick of the Woods uh, back home. He takes people, actually, he takes people out and does uh, classes, winter camping oh, okay. classes and survival yep. stuff, yep. which is cool. Uh, Joe Stromsky is another guy. He's actually active with uh, Facebook and, and some of the uh, winter camping groups. Um, okay. He is uh, really involved in that. And uh, Harold Worth, who is uh, my father-in-law, who is a uh, former Boy Scout leader and used to take scouts out winter camping all the time. And uh, I have, I have, um, he has gifted me his 1957 Sears Ted Williams model tent. And I am so <laughs> tempted. It's a big old canvas thing. I am so tempted to make when, that a winter camping tent. When I lived in North Bay, mm -hmm. Ontario, uh, and that's what, four hours north of here. Yeah. Um, when I was in Scouts, I did my first winter camping trip in one of those big old canvas oh, okay, tents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, we didn't have hot tents. It was just yeah. cold tenting. And we froze our bahookies off, let me tell you. <laughs> Why are we doing this again? Ah. Yeah. Mom said, get out of the house. <laughs> Scouts were going camping, so off we went. Yeah. This, I mean, and Ted Williams model, right? I should probably, what I should do is put that up on eBay. And I mean, it would, you know. Of course. Set it up. The thing is actually, it it's, it's in perfect shape. Oh, yeah? And uh, there's a family story about uh, where her mother was also a Girl Scout leader and she took them out and they used that tent and they were out camping and there was a tornado and so she got the the kids together and got in the car and got you know got out of dodge and uh so she gets back home and and walks in and and basically she says oh there was a tornado i got the kids and everything and the first words out of his mouth pretty much were where's my tent <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so you know if i were to to cut that and make it a hot tent that, that might not go over so well i'm not sure it's a collector's item <laughs> could be a family crisis there yeah. <laughs> sorry he is no longer a son-in-law of mine That's right. <laughs> you are dead to me <laughs> Yeah, Christmas will be a little lean this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no turkey oh, for you. Oh, jeez. All righty. Well, it's good to hear that uh, that you got a winter oh shit kit. Now, you are going to have this PDF mm -hmm. is available on? On our website. So if you go to uh, theoutdoorkind.com, and it's theoutdoorkind.com, because there is a outdoor kind out there, some guy in Germany that's got it... Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> so be sure you go to theoutdoorkind.com. And uh, if you go to our blog section, we'll have that there. So you, what you can do is you can download both the three season and then the winter revisions for it. So Perfect. So we'll have those set up for people. Awesome. Yeah. And you guys can check that out and uh, do what you will. Yeah. Hopefully the smart thing. We're hoping to uh, <laughs> later this winter test this stuff out a little bit more detail too. I'm thinking... 
Uh, this is kind of in the planning stages now, but um, of hiking the Ice Age Trail, through hiking the Ice Age Trail in Wisconsin. Uh, Have you never yes. heard of the Ice Age Trail? No, not until John mentioned it. Yeah, I've never heard of the uh, Ice I, Age yeah. Trail. The only Ice Age I ever heard of was the movie. Yeah. And it involved <laughs> a, a woolly mammoth, a saber-toothed tiger, a, a sloth, mm-hmm. and a chipmunk. Yeah. Saber-toothed chipmunk. <laughs> it's a little different than that. Although, although the Ice Age Trail Alliance, their their uh, mascot is a uh, a woolly mammoth. So, wow, there know, you go. How could it not be right? <laughs> it's a, a trail in Wisconsin that follows the the line of glacial, like the farther south kind of glacial advance. Okay, and so um, they are putting together this um, trail system. It's eleven hundred and forty miles, so eighteen hundred. 30 kilometers, something like that. And uh, only one person's ever through hiked it in winter. And he was 26 years old, a hardcore guy, you know, <laughs> a 26 year old guy. Young and I'm think, Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, my knees are, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> looking at this. But what I'm thinking is I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm going to go out this winter and do a, a week out, follow some of the trail. And um, see what it's like, and see if that's even feasible for someone my uh, my experience. advanced year. Yeah, experience. In your Thank experience. You. Thank you. I like there you that, go, buddy. Yeah, I'm like there that. for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then what we do is uh, what we were thinking about doing with it too is like with the outdoor kind, doing it as a, a fundraiser for first responders. Um, yeah, that so, fit in really well with that. Yeah. So yeah, because I may need that one. And today's uh, uh, donations have gone to. Rescue him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll be hitting the in reach button for it. My yeah. cheese is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> what um, do I do? So, yeah, so we're, we'll, uh, maybe we'll have some more uh, more items for that list uh, come next, uh, next year. Be able to talk about that. Yeah. Well, speaking of journeys, mm. let's talk the Yukon journey. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So you... Did half of it already. Did half of so it. So let's let's do this in two sections. The okay. we'll do the a recap. Now okay. that you've had time to go over and look back at everything that happened this sum, past summer. Yeah. Now I, I gotta say we got a lot of comments about um interviewing you over the phone or over the you know, the internet, whatever, mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. That was a pretty cool thing because you're people followed along. People yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, it was you know, yeah, it, it was like our weekly story. Yes. Um <laughs> And yeah, they're around kids. It, it made less work for us because oh yeah, we got we're gonna get at least a half hour to John. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it was really cool to. You, I mean, you're way up there. You're doing this adventure, and we're down here going to work and coming home and and whatnot. And and then we talked to you on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, and uh, find out everything you've done since we talked to you the, the previous week. And we're just like, wow. I mean, yeah, a lot of the questions were like, so what'd you see? What was the weather like? What were the, what, what wildlife did you see? How did you hurt yourself How this did week? You, yeah. <laughs> Is your wife still mad at you? <laughs> How big are Actually, the bugs? You know, she's, she's not mad at me. She still holds a grudge against you oh, too, though. So awesome. Just, awesome. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. If you come out to Canucopia, she'll be there. <laughs> she'll be the one with a stick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, you're those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so let's recap your your first uh, part of the journey there. Yeah. So we ended up doing about 1,070 miles roughly. Right. Um, out of 2,000, right? Out of, yeah. Yep. And uh, it's a little under 2,000 
Um, so we, we really hit what we consider the halfway point. It right. was the farthest point you could reach, or the last point where you could get off the river by road. Right. And so when talk was hurting, you know, it was kind of everyone else had cycled in and out, you know, our, our segment paddlers. And then it was talk and I that were going to be going out to the Bering Sea. And, you know, with his hand and, and arm hurting so bad, we got to that point. And then, yeah, so that's where we, we stopped. And, uh, and then my uh, wife had called and, and her uh, father had gone through at that point, I think it was at that point was three heart procedures. Oh, wow. Had scheduled the fourth. And uh, what we, what, uh, we didn't say, too, is, is at the same time all that's going on, uh, she was handling stuff, getting ready for our home sale. <laughs> right. Um, and as she was walking out, what I didn't, something I didn't know, is uh, as she was walking out and, and had my, uh, my turntable, actually, in her hands, she walked out, she tripped on the steps, fell, and broke her foot. Uh, oh, no. She didn't share that with me because she didn't want me to worry about that up there yeah you know, while yeah. her ankle or your turntable <laughs> yeah. well that was the you know she, she was like she's like i'm really sorry about the turntable and i'm like how's your foot yeah. <laughs> you know? sure you were uh, <laughs> so um yeah so you know there was a lot going on back there and and when it was clear to her that tot couldn't make it and her asking me wasn't going to affect anyone else which i thought was really amazing on her part yeah um then she said you know come back and so that was that was when i went back yeah um the you know and we talked you up kind of up to that process and a little bit on the you know on the way back home and joking around and stuff um it's funny when i look back at it now and think about it i mean there's some you know and i look at photos and everything here in the computer it's some amazing experiences some really beautiful scenery you know the wildlife of course is wonderful yeah but the one thing that keeps coming up over in, in my head the one word is tough it was really tough and just being out there it's you know uh, being out there that long uh, doing as many miles during the day as you can in the in that environment um, you know when we called in, it was great. It was honestly, it was really fun talking to you guys. And yeah, and I looked yeah. forward to it. Like, you know, okay, we'll be talking about this stuff, but you know, it, it really, it was a, it was a, actually it was a, like a highlight for me was calling back here. And so I think, you know, when you call back, you're kind of excited and, and talking to you guys. And uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if I emphasize really how tough that experience was. You know? Yeah, you know what? I mean, we listening to, I mean, we had our maps and stuff like this, and we're following on our laptop, as you're saying. We went here and we see the deltas and all that, and trying to find your way through. And, and we were talking, you're talking about the weather and the winds, and, you know, trying to get on shore to build a fire because of, you know, you're so cold, you're worrying about hypothermia and stuff. Yeah. And we're sitting here at our table in our warm <laughs> nice basement, warm having a couple cozy. of beers, going, that's nice. How <laughs> <laughs> big are the insects out there? Oh, yeah. oh you got yeah. mosquitoes as big as baseball bats. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Here, pour me another beer there, Derek. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, we, like I say, we're looking at it on here. And we're, we, you know, we're, we're having a little laugh in that and that and watching, well, this is where you went and this is, and the weather and stuff like that. And we're like, wow, that, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not something that you're 100% enjoying while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But then when you look back at it, you go, you know what? That was really tough. 
but we had, you know, we had some laughs along the way and we got through it all. Yeah. And I'm glad I did it. Oh yeah. That sort of thing. Absolutely. Right. right? I'm, n- I would, I wouldn't, you know, well, I'm going back up again to finish it. If that tells <laughs> yes. you anything, yes. right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, there are things I would change. There were things I would do differently if I could. Right. Um, but I would still do it again in a heartbeat. Right. Right. I mean, this is what we love to do. And the chance, because I know most people, you know, that took, we were out there for a long time, right? Yeah. It took a long time. And and for a lot of people, they don't get the opportunity to do that. So, you know, I'm a lucky bastard. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to turn that yeah. down if you got the uh, opportunity. Right. To do no, right, exactly. Right. So when, yeah. when I say it's tough, I don't want to be sound like, well, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. It was tough, but yeah, I'm I'm going back up there. Worth for a worth the effort, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's a good way to say it. Worth the effort. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like I say, we, we were sitting here and I mean, I even went going to work and I said, yeah, I got this buddy. He's calling me from the Yukon. And, you know, cause he said, well, what are you doing tonight? Well, I can't go out because I got a buddy calling me from the Yukon and we're going to be talking. And I'm like, what are you call. talking about? He's calling you from the Yukon. So yeah, he's on the river. He's doing this big journey, like 2000 kilometers. He's going to give me a shout. We got to record him for our show. And, and they're looking at me like. Why would he be doing that? It's, like, well, it's what we do. You know, it's, it's yeah. what you do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they're just like, you, you start telling them what they're doing and what they're seeing and, and you know, all this stuff. And, and the, uh, I mean, even we learned stuff. You went the Sam McGee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know why I can never remember the, the, the name. Cremation of the cremation of Sam McGee. Yeah. Yeah. And Robert Service. Yeah. And, and just learning stuff like, I mean, I mean, we're sitting here drinking beer, making fun of you and <laughs> learning stuff. Exactly. You know, yeah. but yeah, just to, just to know that dude is like 3000 kilometers away from me. <laughs> We're having this conversation yeah. about what he's just done for his day, you know, and, or over the last it's, week. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really cool. And then people are listening to our podcast going like, it's just like you're doing a, a, a weekly radio show call-in mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yeah. Hello, caller. You're on the air. <laughs> Where right. are you calling from? Hi, I'm a first-time caller. I'm calling from Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, it was pretty cool. So what'd you do this week? You know, and then, yeah, we went here and like I say, a lot of it was the same questions every week, but mm-hmm. there tended to be different things every different week. Different experience. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. sections of the river are so different, right? And yeah. That's, that's one thing that's so cool because, you know, you start out on the lakes and it's also early season, you know, for you to start out at that mm-hmm. time. And so, you know, you get down there and it's this very dramatic mountain scenery and you still have snow and everything. Yeah. And, and the water is so cold, you know. Um, things to change for next time. My skirt uh, just didn't work at all. My kayak skirt. Oh, glad and, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw, I saw you clarifying that. <laughs> When I was at Diamond Tooth Gertie's, my skirt worked. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, but it was them hairy stage. legs, baby. <laughs> um, but that what happened is I really needed a a, a heavier duty skirt or, um, you know, uh, the neoprene because what was happening was when some of these really big waves would come up and hit me from the side, it would just slide up into the kayak then. Oh, wow. Right. And so I'd take on water, but taking on, you know, water that's a degree or two above freezing. And so you're sitting in this water. And oh, yeah. And the, yeah. the point where I was, you know, either near hypothermic or hypothermic, I'm not sure, I, I you know, where I was on that line. I, <laughs> it was, it was, it was uh, tough. 
you know, got to shore and, and was just uncontrollably shaking at that point and trying to change out of that gear. Um, th that's something I'd do differently. I'll have a different spray <laughs> skirt next time. Well, you don't want to be sitting there and your little wobbly bits are <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slowly being frozen over the course of the day. <laughs> How was your day? Don't ask. <laughs> I was in the pool. I've been, been kayaking for a while today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, but I mean, just, you know, things like that, little things that you pick up or, you know, you think, oh, I'll try something different this time. It's like, no, go with yeah. your tried and true. And you so. you wouldn't know until you actually do it. Yeah. You yeah. know, or you, I mean, you might talk to somebody that says, yeah, you want to, trust me, I've done this sort of thing. Yeah. But until you actually do it yourself. Well, and, and you know, like the the difference with having so we had nova uh, nova craft canoe is one of our main sponsors right? right and they loaned us this beautiful prospector 18 foot prospector which we completely overloaded with crap um you know all this as all you this do photo, yeah as you do <laughs> yeah and um you know and we took that out and and it was great and we got out and so like that might be like uh talk and chelsea and that and then i'd be in the kayak or something and you get to the point where you just kind of raft up then you know you kind of hang on and you're you're just kind of floating down the river taking a little bit of a paddling break right and with the wind and the waves hitting that what it would do is it would swing around right so you're kind of horizontal to it then you're going down river and and um and that these this these waves would hit you and I got to the point where I couldn't do that anymore because again it was like just it was you know going through that skirt into right. the boat but and just little things like that that you're like oh yeah you know yeah. so um so yeah we're going to do it again now was there awesome. any any specific gear you would not bring or a piece of gear that you would I know you said the spray skirt mm -hmm. but anything else that you would definitely like your stoves, were they what you needed or was there a different type of stove you'd use or hmm. tents and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, really for the most part, the gear that we had worked really well. Right. You know, um, I, if I think about things that didn't work, that's a really small list, you know, that I, I and, and I'm sitting here trying to think of, the things that I wouldn't take again would be some of the, of the, uh, like the camera gear, right? So that kind of thing. It's just right? for the weight. Because or... of the weight. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when we got to, um, we started out and, and I'm not joking. I mean, the, you know, the prospector will carry a ton of gear, right? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a big boat and you can really load it well. But what we found was, and, and very early on, even talk with his arm, they were having a hard time getting it going, you know, like, and, and with the current and stuff. Oh, okay, and so, yeah. yeah. So it was like, okay, well, let's get rid of some gear. So we got rid of some gear a little bit early on, but not much. But by the time we got to CarMax, a couple hundred miles down, we got rid of a lot of gear. Right. You know, so, and, and it tended to be duplication of stuff just for redundant systems. Um, but it was just like, okay, no, we don't want to, you know. So, yeah, there there wasn't a lot of gear that I would say didn't work well you know the the camp gear worked well the you know the um yeah we didn't really have a lot of problems where it didn't work good yeah and that's that's i mean that's one of the things you always worry about so like, yeah you know so it sounds like you did your there. homework you you planned yeah. well you weren't you weren't there's no surplus or stuff that didn't work out or mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and this I've, comes I've, down to planning really yeah 
I'd been on the uh, up on the river twice before and had done about 500 miles each time. I had a pretty good idea what was coming, yeah. you know. Um, and so, yeah, we were, you know, the things we had the the spray deck on the on the canoe. By the way, if anyone's going up there, you know, we got a, we got a Northwater sponsored us, and, right. and uh, we had a spray deck on there. That man, that makes all the difference. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? I mean that just. Yeah especially in that when you're getting poured on you know so frequently and um <laughs> you know uh and then the waves right watching yeah. you know i remember looking when we were on la barge and looking over and i could see emma and talk and the waves were coming in hard and watching them go over sideways over the canoe huh. yeah and uh you know and I, and I was getting hit just constantly out there it was going over all the time in the in the kayak but then, you know, you're up higher in, in the canoe and everything and look over and see that wave come over. And you're like, man, I'm glad we got that. <laughs> they would have been bailing nonstop. Oh, yeah. And that was like yeah. you guys on the... Um, on the Des Moines. On the Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a poor design of canoe that we had. And uh, I know now for next time what designs not to use. And if we had a spray, if we had a spray deck on the canoe, it would have been a completely totally different, different story. Because it's just the, uh, the way the tumble home came in, up on the sides of the canoe, every wave we cut through it kind of wanted to ship the water in instead of shedding the water right yeah so we're like uh mike was in the bow and he was constantly getting waves in his lap so it's just one of those things that you learn by your mistakes and you say okay that design doesn't work i need a spray deck for the canoe just to keep the water out because it's it's all that extra effort of of bailing when you really shouldn't have to and and the instability that comes with the shipping a little bit of water in the canoe right Mm -hmm. so it's something that that i learned on that trip yeah yeah well it sounds like you had a really good time yeah it was cool so let's talk about the second half yes the second half what's yeah. happening with the second half here's what the the plans are um there is of course a big part of me that wants to go back up and go right back to bennett right and paddle all the way up through it again so it's a complete through paddle um given everything that kind of happened at home and and the sacrifices that my wife made for this i have a hard time personally justifying being able to do that yeah so without being beaten to death well that too right (laughs) yes (laughs) i'm afraid of her (laughs) no we shouldn't even joke about that kind of thing um no i mean i i you know it's um something that um I think what we're going to do is we're going to go back up to the spot we stopped, which was the Yukon River Camp. Right. And uh, paddle out from there. So one of the things that I'll do differently on this trip, um, because we had so many people coming in from different places, we had to be you know, in, in uh, spot A by this date. And that person would get off the river. And then we had another person coming in that we had to meet their flight at spot B. And spot C, then everybody, you know, and so you never had the sense of river time. Yeah. You had the sense of, I have to stay on this schedule. And so what I'm going to do this time is um, I'm going to build in some rest days. I'm going to build in some more shooting time. Um, Because a lot of what happens, we get out there and we paddle our 30 to 50 miles a day. And you were just exhausted. You know, at the and, and so you never pull right. out the equipment, you never right. do the recording, the audio or video, or, right? Yeah, I can I can see where the the constant slog. So now you want to do you want to extend it for give yourself a little bit more breathing room this time, right? Yes, and that's that's the goal. Be be able to be out there, 
get in, into that groove of river time. Uh, still, still do the job, still do it, you know, um, and get it done. But that's what we want to do. So we have, uh, I'm not sure, we're, we're hoping that Talk will be feeling well enough to, to join us again. Um, Hopefully he's healed enough. And... He's healed enough, yeah, because that's a tough thing, right? I did see uh, just um, uh, the last couple of days, he's out in a kayak again over in Japan. Yeah, I think there was a, a paddle weekend or a paddle day or something mm -hmm. like that over there. So that was good to see, you know. That yeah. was, uh, so hopefully he's on the, on the track there. So it'll be um, a game time decision. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have uh, one of the people that we met on the river. It, it, that's the other thing about the the trip that's so cool, right? Is you meet these really cool people along the way, and they love like the Prime Minister of Canada. Yeah, well, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Like that guy. <laughs> that guy. Um, you know, you you meet these people. They they clearly have the same interest, right? And and uh, they're happy to be out there too. And uh, one of the people that that we met along the way this time was the manager of the Yukon River Camp. And uh, right. he Jeffrey, and he is he's actually going to join us on the second half. And so he like just is as a segment paddler or through the whole thing. He, well, we thought it was going to be a segment paddler. And I said, well, can you do a couple of weeks? You know, you can get down to Galena and then, you know, head, head go back to work because they're swamped up there. I mean, they've got people going through all the time. Yeah. I got an email from him um, very early this morning that said he has blocked off two months of work. Nice. So he. Oh, can... let me go tell my boss that. <laughs> yeah, I know, eh? So that's a good chunk of time. That'll give him a lot of river time. Right. That's. Yep. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm I'm looking at it saying, well, you know, let's let's figure in around six weeks this time. That's kind of my my rough ballpark figure right now. Right. And so he's blocking out even more time for it, um, and we're we're you know we're thrilled to have him because. He was such a, a strong supporter when we went through. Right. And just a really nice guy. Smart guy, funny, kind of, you know, and, and after seeing him at the Yukon River Camp with what was going on, we know he works his butt off. So that kind of, yeah. you know, all of those kinds of qualities you want in a good teammate. So hopefully it all works out. Yeah. And there's this other guy that's sort of interested in it, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, who's I've, that guy? I've heard. He's a, well, he's a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard you know, he, he's a half of a, a, a podcast team. You know, I, I heard that, too. Yeah. 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 See, I've heard about that guy, too. But see, the problem with that guy is... He's got a naked man on his hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's the time that is required to... I, I would... To come out and do a segment of it or a chunk of it, it's uh, it wouldn't do it justice to come out for two weeks. It would have to be at least a month yeah. just to get a, a, enough river time to to make it worthy of the expense, the cost, the time to, to actually see a good portion of the river. Mm -hmm. And if I can squeeze that schedule in and, and plan it, and, and if it works, then I really want to do that. I'd like to do at least three to four weeks yeah which and would be awesome I mean, it would we'd be love to have you but the logistics of it i've <laughs> i'm doing so many things next year it's just it's crazy mm -hmm. so we'll we'll a see what happens a good yeah. problem to have yes yeah. yes with yeah. your lineup of trips and exactly that we've yeah. talked about on yeah. the podcast before yeah it's a good problem <laughs> yeah that well on that <laughs> this seems to be the big year coming up that we've got some weird trips planned that yes not fully canoe or paddling related 
No, exactly. There's a desert trip or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's the Nevada trip that we're doing. We're going yeah. to Black Rock City. Yeah. For and that's gonna that's gonna take some well it's the time to get there and the time to yeah, get a couple back. Of, yeah. Couple days of driving straight. Oh, you're yeah. gonna drive off way. of that too, then, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Somebody, uh, somebody with a naked man on his hat has an RV now. Yes. Ah. So, so we're, so gonna, we're drive gonna RV down. it down there. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, check it out, and then like I say, we're as we said on our podcast a couple episodes back there, uh, or a few episodes back. Uh, we're looking at stopping at the uh, sand dunes and doing some kayaking Aye. down the dunes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that'll be cool as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we're, well, my wife and I are celebrating our 25th next year. So to let me do all this fun stuff I do, yeah, I've decided we're going to go to uh, Nashville and, and Memphis because mm-hmm. she's a big Hell country music man. fan and a massive. If you go in this room over here, it's mm-hmm. our laundry room, and you start digging you may find Elvis. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, weird things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's what we're going to do for our 25th. I know she wants to go back there. She's, I've never been, I, I'm not a massive fan of country music or Elvis. There's country stars I'll listen to and stuff like that. But Jerry Vandiver lives down there. So mm-hmm. if we can hook up and do some paddling, it's yep. winter, winter, chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe hit the Mississippi River more over there, do a riverboat uh, little cruise sort of thing. Yeah. And then, yeah. there's enough that I'm interested in down there oh, yeah. as well. That, yep. You know, but like I say, I, that sort of lets, you know, you got to use your melon and say, hey, well, if I do this, <laughs> this yeah. that means I can do this and this and this. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds like, yeah, so, it sounds like so, it'd be an yeah. awesome year. So, yeah, you know what? And that's it. I mean, we've been doing the, the couple trips here and we've been doing the winter camping and she's starting to come up winter camping and all that. we got a few things planned here. But yeah, before you know it, your vacation time is just gone. Yeah, it disappears so quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to save some vacation for the family, obviously. Ah, right? so. Yeah. You'll have yeah. them forever. They're still young. They won't remember. <laughs> remember that year we didn't do a vacation with dad? No. Oh, good. <laughs> Who? Yeah, Who? Yeah. Dad. dad. Exactly. I remember a dad was here once. <laughs> yeah, no. He went away from a trip right? and never so came five back. Five and eight, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, got to got to make sure you get that time. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 at the total opposite end. You know, uh, one's out of college, the other's in university. So we're, you know, he's on one end, I'm on the other end yeah. of, of all of it. You're about to become yeah. an empty nester. Oh, don't tease me. I'm going to live here until I'm dead. You know? uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, next year is a bit a bit of an odd duck year for us. Yeah. Uh, but the following year, I think, is going to be a lot of paddling-related stuff. And I want to see about getting the canoe copia and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, we're going to do the winter, the, the quiet water symposium and, yeah. you know, the the Toronto Outdoor Show and, oh, and the yeah. uh, Ottawa Outdoor Show. And there's all these other little ones we do the the canoe symposium and stuff like that. Um, you know, there, there is still time to do those ones in our mm-hmm. year, but want to start getting to the bigger ones as well. And exactly. Like I said, I'd love to go across to Germany to that big paddle expo. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. So if we get sponsored by a company like, you know, the Air. outdoor kind <laughs> to, to pay our way. <laughs> Wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Yeah, I know. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. We can give money to first responders or we can give it to Sean. That's a, well, boy, I know that's, what my vote is. <laughs> I know what my vote is. Like. Yeah. If we sell t-shirts 
at a hundred dollars a pop, <laughs> <laughs> and we buy them for a dollar fifty. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> 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 we'll have enough for it in <laughs> ninety-seven t-shirts. <laughs> well, yeah. you'd think we'd be able to get a beer sponsor. All the beer talk we talk. You know? and, and by the way, what have we been drinking while we've been sitting here? <gasps> yes. Well, we started this evening from Black Oak Brewing Company here in Toronto, the Nutcracker Spiced Porter. Which is apparently is a strong beer. It's really dark. Uh, what is that? Five point eight percent alcohol. Yeah, five point eight. Yeah. So that's their seasonal nutcracker spice porter that they put out. It disappears from the the liquor store. It's like super fast. Very tasty. So you're brew. very lucky if you can get one. Yeah. It, it was very tasty. Yeah. Oh, I must must admit that I broke out my special this special beer. This beer glasses flutes. here. These flutes. <laughs> the beer flutes. Yeah. Um. When we made our wedding list, uh-huh. I only had one item. It was these beer on foods? the wedding list, our <laughs> registry, yeah. and it was these beer glasses. <laughs> Seriously, and these are twenty-four years now. Wow! wow. Tonight, yeah. in fact, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. As we record, Tonight. as we record, years. this is our twenty-fourth wedding anniversary. And in order to celebrate, I'm recording a podcast with you fellas, drinking <laughs> beer, eating food, and my wife is working. <laughs> Happy anniversary. So do you still have a full set of these beer foods? I still have a full set. Didn't Don't break, break it. One? You yeah. break one and you die. <laughs> it's yeah, the I just only want to move this away from me <laughs> now. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> it's funny that we're drinking out of these tonight, because we usually don't drink out of these. Uh, the second one we had from Yukon Brewing. Yukon Brewing. And this was a bit of a um, tough one to drink, this one, because of what the first two words were. Mm. Birch sap. Because <laughs> yes. we've had that birch oh, sap water nasty. stuff. And that it was, was nasty. It was beyond nasty. But the beer was fantastic. Birch yeah. sap ale brewed with Klondike birch sap. See, that's it. We had BC. Yeah, we had, we had the BC birch. birch. The BC birch, that's the best. So, man, that, uh, there, there it is right that's there. That's the difference, yeah. So if you're going to go suck on a birch tree, <laughs> make sure they're from Klondike. <laughs> Beer worth freezing for. Yeah. And they were is... they were a sponsor. They were a big sponsor for the Yukon Journey. Oh, were they? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And they um, they do a lot of, uh, uh, they sponsor a lot of charity events up there and stuff too. So, huh, right so on. It's, yeah. So it's not only fantastic beer, but it's a really cool company. Yeah. Well, it's cool because this one, the, the Birch Sap and the Imperial Red. Mm-hmm. Now, Yukon Steve, which I'm hoping he's made it home okay or he's still uh, yeah, we haven't traveling. Yeah, we haven't heard from him in a while <laughs> since. So, uh, Yukon Steve, we finished off your beer. Thank you very much. Um, he brought us Yukon Red. Yes. But this here is Yukon Red with a couple of plus signs. <laughs> so it's called the Imperial Red. And you know what? That wasn't too bad either. 7.5% alcohol on that yeah, one. Yeah, it's a bigger beer. It's Yeah, I, I really like that. I, you know, the Birch Sap, I, I love. I, I picked up a several of those. I may have enjoyed several up there. Um, in fact, I may have even had to go back twice to the brewery because we enjoyed it so much while <laughs> Talk and I, while we were, you know, packing and figuring out logistics and stuff did need sustenance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, yeah. you know, there's a, a reason they call them the barley sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Except is there barley in this one? <laughs> no, there's birch and malts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we enjoyed those this evening. Yeah. And what cheese did you bring? 
You know what? Cheese strings. It, yeah, these <laughs> cheese strings that were just uh, these Frigo Wisconsin cheddar. It sounds like these freaking Wisconsin cheddar. <laughs> That's actually the name of the company. But here's the great the, the great thing about Wisconsin is uh, even the really crap cheese, like the crap cheese strings. Still really, good cheese. Still good cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And the the pepperoni sticks there. Oh, the, the sausage. Those the sausage were... sticks. Um, from Hewitt Meats. Hewitt Meats. That's actually a, a local um, a place right in town. And uh, really nice uh, really nice people there. And uh, we go down. And, and actually, I was going to bring you guys some bacon because they make this fantastic bacon. And um, it's uh, hunting season open there. And so when I went in, all, I, all it was was cayenne pepper bacon. Yeah. Like that was all that was left because the hunters came in and, and uh, Kim... Cleans them out of all her bacon. Yeah, clean them out. She said they were coming in 15 pounds. And that's why I hate hunting. (laughs) (laughs) They ate all my bacon. That's why I hate hunters. (laughs) (laughs) Not because they're out there shooting Bambi, because they're eating all the bacon. (laughs) Yeah, so. Dirty, no good, no dumb. (laughs) And she told me that. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like, I need this now. I'm going over to Canada. (laughs) Uh, Oh, try the Canadian back bacon. It's much better. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right well you know what john van berger from the outdoor kind it has been great having you here yeah thank you i really appreciate coming in and, and appreciate everything you guys have done for us and getting the word out about what we're doing for first responders and and it's, again just calling in it was so much fun it was yeah, a blast it is we a, enjoyed it's, it's, doing yeah. that and i mean you know joking around and stuff like that yeah. and you know, I hope your wife doesn't hate us too much. You know, <laughs> if, if she if she's really angry with us, I apologize because Derek made us do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the fall yeah. for that. Derek's taking the fall for this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know what? If this is if part two's happening this this summer, then definitely we, you know we'll we'll get back on and and do it again. That would be great. You know, get it right to the end again. Oh. And if we can get Derek out there. There we go. That would be so much fun. I'm not talking to Derek. I can do I'll some still calling. Be talking to Derek. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be really fun to do is if Derek goes on there, it's like we could just record something like out on a, a rock bar or something. Yeah, In the yeah, middle of the yeah. river and then just upload it back oh, to you. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> there you go. So uh, where are you guys today? Oh, we're standing waist deep in water. <laughs> water and moose crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great day. <laughs> so awesome. That's that's uh, really good, and uh, we'll definitely have you back on again. Yeah, thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, apparently we like you here. So, Ooh, all right, <laughs> you know, well, you bring beer and you bring food. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't go wrong. If this wasn't my twenty fourth anniversary. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Sky riding. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can listen to all our episodes, either streaming or downloading on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Player FM, Blueberry, Stitcher, a billion other podcast places. Or you can just go to paddlingadventuresradio.com, click the little episode tab at the top of the page, and you can listen to all 146 shows. Yeah. That's a lot of them. That's awesome. We will <laughs> actually, I think the last Thursday of 2018, December something or other, mm-hmm. will be our 150th episode. That's yes. so cool, man. 
I timed so that from two years ago. Yeah. I timed it perfectly. <laughs> planning this all Bang! Bang! That's planning. There that's preparation. Yeah, I, I plan. That's why I get the term dossier for a name. <laughs> See? Because I got all this plan. It's all planned out. See, Scott? Man camping there? Yes. Yeah. Dossier, baby. By the way, when's the 200 hit? Oh, I can't tell you. Ah, oh. <laughs> that's a secret date. Oh, okay. Yeah, but apparently, I've done the math yet. Apparently, it already it happened. If you listened to last week's show, oh, I Derek yeah. said, yeah, we had uh, had Kevin Kellen here for the the two hundredth episode. Yeah, and I'm like, well, considering this is hundred and f forty five, that was a magical show. <laughs> but Kevin Kellen has agreed to be on our. He was on our first show. He was on the hundredth. He said it'll be on the 200. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. We'll just keep yeah. getting him for the big show. <laughs> Unless he gets bumped by the queen or something. Yeah. yeah. Queen, Ooh. the Pope. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Ruler yeah, of the call, world. Uh, I'll call Justin while I'm here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah just give Justin a call. <laughs> hey, Justin. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. yeah. The creepy guy that followed you all the way around the Yukon. There. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. I got a. I gotta be, uh... Security! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be talking to you guys for a while. <laughs> so, how's jail? <laughs> you wanted to stay in Canada. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you didn't say where. Uh, so, John, thank you again for coming on. Um, thank you, guys. We're looking forward to, to hearing what happens, and hopefully you can come up and uh, to the uh, Canoe Symposium in April. We'll definitely see you at the Quiet Water Symposium yes. in March. Yes. Yeah. Sounds great. Thank you. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.